Options Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? Thriving in this colder weather. Thank you for asking. Yeah, you're in your element, my dude. I am. Uh, but this week, we're also joined by Story Mode alumni, legend of the podcast, Mr. Jesse Monroe. How are you doing, good sir? Legend of the podcast. I don't know. I just sort of like my brain sort of like blacked out for a second, and words came out, and that that's what I came up with. So, let's see. Guys, I'm really enjoying you two being in in the same room recording together because it reminded me of like we're like late nineties. There were a lot of male comedic duos, like Lena <laughs> and Woodley and stuff like that. Yep, that's the vibe I'm getting for you both. Like one of you's in yellow, one of you's in blue. It's a little bit say, quirky. We're in like yeah, very like vibrantly coloured like hoodies right now. Like, yeah, sweaters. Um, I'm wearing grey because this episode I'm going to be unpredictable. <laughs> you are a, you will be a blank canvas. I, I paint on me. Again, my brain blacked out. I had nothing there. Joel was just for. nailing hosting this week. Oh, I'm just like, I haven't even worked that much this week. I've only worked three days of this he week. He is like, on fire. Um, I don't know what's going on. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it could be the excitement. I'm about to play a music festival tomorrow, so... Yeah, Mr. Mr. John gonna, McDonald, big gonna, famous man here. I'm just going to fucking humble brag myself right burr, there. Burr, burr. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but what's been going with you? What about you, Kyron? Well, I mean, I'm certainly not playing a music festival tomorrow, so nothing interesting. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, probably should have left that to last, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> I mean, anything else exciting no, this not, week? No, not really. I, I've just been playing a bunch of games and, like, marking off my calendar mm. every day we get closer to tears of the kingdom at yep. this point that's all that all that matters is getting to may 12th that's my goal right now it's i mean like we probably bring it up here but like early impressions and previews <laughs> have come out this week for that game and oh boy that hasn't helped it hasn't made it easier to wait it's um it's sounding very fucking good uh speaking of very fucking good jesse what have you been up to like, I am very good at fucking. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that, that was the intent that I had behind that swish. as well. So, yeah. Yeah. We got there. This week's been good. So, um, for those who listen on to the Story Mode podcast and, you know, the few episodes of Dog Options I've been on, the last few months I've been slowing down with the amount of games I've been playing mm-hmm. and sort of came to a bit of a halt. I think everyone above 25 has these just phases where they just stop playing games. And I was definitely in one. But kind of like, you know, you know, you, like a movie, like the Iron Giant, you know, when he first fires up, you hear him powering up yep. and he like stands up. That's, that's my inner gamer at the moment. Right. Okay. I've just had a few games really click with me as of late. I'm like, okay, okay. And then you see Tears of the Kingdom previews. I'm, I'm trying to avoid the details of the previews, mm. but the general energy around them has me really hyped up. I just fired up Jedi Survivor. Uh, we've got the the fires of Rubicon trailer. And I'm just I'm just feeling it. I'm feeling. I'm coming back. Yeah, back to life. It's it's good. That, that that feeling's always good. I went through a phase like that, like last year or the year before, where I was just like, oh, I'm just not. I don't know, man. Like, is is this the point where I'm like gonna like stop playing as much video games and like focus on other things? And then yeah, you have those one or two games or like a trailer or all three sort of like come out and you sort of start to feel that, like you said, like that powering up again and you, you, reminding yourself why you love it so much. So 
It's a good like, feeling. I'm only on this podcast because I, I'm only on any podcast because I play games. So <laughs> when I stop playing games, I'm just gone from podcasts. This guy just sees he's like and like that, that guy just be like peace out. Like, exactly that. Into, yeah, no existence. <laughs> like, that's the thing. If I stop playing games, then I'll I'll stop doing podcasts. And then what do I have? That's... What is my personality? Like you shouldn't make your hobbies your personality. You should be made of multitudes. Mm. Should should be an operative word. I'm not okay. I'm a failed experiment of a human being. I am those things. You take them away, and say, like, "Oh, okay. Where's the, where's the content? Okay, <laughs> real big lacking content. I'd be like day one No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a game that would match that, and yeah, No Man's Sky is a good pick. That, but but also does mean if you know if you stick with it in a few years, exactly. That's gonna be that's gonna be a redemption story right there, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you, my therapist? People will tell tales. Are you gonna pay me? Is that worth money? <laughs> no. <laughs> then no. Because yeah, if you're paying, good, he's good luck. Uh, well, speaking of games, we've got a lot to talk about this week. Um, a lot of uh, stuff we've been playing, which of course means we need to kick it over to the quest log. Mission completed. <laughs> Quest log. The quest log is our what we've been playing segment of the show where we sort of bring to the table what we've been playing and uh, discuss about it in great detail. Um, we've each got a few things we've been sort of dabbling with uh, in these last week or so. So, uh, who should we kick it off with? Uh, yep. I'm going to go ahead and throw you under the bus straight away, Joel. Okay. Purely because you've got Resi Four and Jesse yeah, okay. and I have we've talked. We did a full spoiler episode about it, which you can go listen to over on Story Mode. It's very true. Uh, joined by our good friend and everyone, our favorite speedrunner. Fuck yes, Josh. Josh Anor. Hell, I think he just tonight beat his record again. I he think did. he did. Yeah. yeah. He was all official as well. It was he's, like two he's, hours, he's, eleven minutes or something. Speedrun the podcast and he speedruns the game. So you know he's just two, two ten, I believe. <laughs> two ten. Jesus. Two ten. I can't wait to. Um, I spent longer than that in one chapter the other <laughs> night. Like <laughs> in chapter four, I'm pretty sure I spent longer than that. Um, but yeah, I've been playing Resident Evil Four Remake. Um, Kyron graciously lent me his copy last week after we finished recording, and uh, and yeah, in in the week uh, since, I've been sort of dabbling around with it. Um, I've been sort of taking it. <clears throat> the first few nights, I was taking it like a chapter a night. Because the the start of the game, especially, sort of, sort of works quite well for that. Because it's like an hour and a bit. You sit down, play a little bit, and I've still got time to watch something to wind down properly before I go to bed or whatever. Um, without being like, see, I just go straight to bed. But that's uh, just me. Yeah, no, I see. I'm. I can't do that. <laughs> my brain's just <laughs> fucked. Um. So yeah. Uh. I'm just. I've just finished chapter four, I believe. So I've been hanging. I guess like. Spoilers for the first four chapters uh, of the game. It's been out for 800 years. <laughs> it has. And I honestly, I count at least the village stuff pretty much fair game at this stage. Yeah. It's really the castle onwards where it really kicks off, in my opinion. Yeah. So I've, um, yeah, basically the, the, just met a good friend, Ashley, and uh, we're in the church and about to get attacked and... Yeah, that's where I, I've sort of, like, left... Uh, you've, left a, you've left at a really good point. When you go back, like... <laughs> yeah, um, uh, 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 it was like, I was like, oh, do I start another one? But I'd spent a really, lo- like like I said, I spent about, like, two and a bit hours 
tinkering around in, in chapter four because that's when it sort of like opens up a little bit as well with like the well the village stuff that's why i was going to talk about like you mentioned it was good a chapter a night for village and it is because there is more of those open areas at the start where maybe you'll have a big scrap but then you can just wander around do some extra puzzles mm-hmm. get some extra loot so yeah no it, it works really well in village and like the game obviously picks up pace as you get further in mm-hmm. so yeah yeah no, it, it's a good way to play give you some advice though mm. So there is a soft lock in that, just past that area. When mm. you when you start going back towards the, oh wait no, have you already? You may have already gone past it. Yeah, no, it's just you've you already passed it. Oh. Scratch that. Okay. that. That little um, wooden bridge area when you run past the bridge collapses, and it really oh, yeah. pissed me off because I'm doing New Game Plus at the moment, and I want to go back and do like the hexagon puzzle and blah blah blah. Um, and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll kind of, I'll get to the castle and then I'll backtrack as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Like, get, go right back to the village and stuff like that. And I, I, I'm running across that bridge and I turn around, I'm like, ah, oh, f- stupid fucking game. Yeah. Now I'm going to do new game plus two now. Yeah. Oh, um, damn. Which I'll have to play oh, more Resident Evil 4. Oh. What a shame. Also, the fight you're about to have when you leave that church, obviously there's a lot of enemies there. In new game plus, oh, oh, that's so good. Yeah, because you can you can take off about seven Ganado's heads with a shotgun. <laughs> oh, it feels good. It's I I will say this too because like having played like the original as well, and, and like seeing obviously they have to have the mechanics in the game, but not the animation until a certain point in the story. But like when you're like like headshotting enemies early early on in the game and their heads just sort of like lop to the side and they sort of stumble towards you you're like but that's i fucking know what's coming there like i know what's happening it's it's clever in the remake though because they introduce you early on to that very first guy you kill yeah who comes at you anyway with his head hanging off his at his neck and you're like yep. so that immediately puts you like on guard for every other headless guy that you see you're like mm-hmm. are you like him why yeah. do they get stronger with okay if my <laughs> neck breaks, I'm probably going to be weaker. I haven't broken my neck before. I could be wrong. Okay. But going on the evidence I have, if I broke my neck, I'd be weaker. Why are they stronger? It's not even like it's not even like their neck's broken. Their neck is like half peeled they're, off they're, their head. Like it's shoulders. not, not like, broken. It's like, I mean, it's, it's very broken. Okay. <laughs> severely let, broken. Let me ask you a question, Jesse. In that scenario, do you also have a lost Plagas in you? Um, mate, I got that dog in me. Okay. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. It's my new favorite meme. <laughs> they got that dog in them. Oh my god. Um, but have you noticed, like, even when you blow when you blow them up, they've got these little squirmy wormies in them. I yep. love it so it's much. It's so unsettling. It's and such yeah, a it's nice great. touch. It's great because it, like, again, no matter if you've played it before or not, you still have that moment of like. Are they gonna fuck with me? It's gonna come back again. Like I had that first thought the first couple of times I encountered that, where I was like, "Is this new? Well, Is like, something else gonna happen here?" Like you get to a point in a remake when you you just basically automatically react to seeing a guy like seizing on the ground. You're like, "Someone's getting shanked." Yeah, it's like, "Nice <laughs> That's you, oh, yeah. <laughs> you are getting done. shanked." I love I love starting up the game too, and just sort of like get like settling back into it, and like sort of creeping around a little bit, and then like. Seeing enemies a little bit far away, like, when you sort of, like, get a critical on them, get that, like, melee prompt, and you're like, oh, no, I won't go for it. There's a few enemies there. Uh, and then, like, after, like, two or three hours of the game, you're just, like, fucking charging in. And just, as soon as you see that prompt pop up, you're just, like, fly kicking them. Oh, I'm roundhouse kicking yeah. everybody, baby. Oh, it's mate. the best. 
It's uh, super but floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a chance to do one of those. Oh, yet. really? Yeah. You've got to do it. It's it's great. As yeah. long as the enemy is sort and, of facing away from you and you get yeah. behind him with yeah, you'll be able to pull it off. I need to. You will get into a pattern where you can do it to every single enemy because you take one shot to the knee, you run run behind him, flip him over, okay. snap their neck. All right. Okay. The head, the heads don't explode anymore though, which you know. Thanks censorship. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will. I was. I was playing uh, not last night, the night before, and I was messaging you, Kyron, uh, and sending photos and things of where I was at. And I like. I got into the boat. And it was a couple of nights ago. I was like, I got to the like the boat where it's just like they're like, hey, get in the boat. Why don't you go out in the go in the boat in the lake? I was like, I fucking don't want to. I know what's out there. You just show me what's out there. It's awful. Um, but yeah, and that, it also it's in like a bad boss it's fight. A ba- it's a, bad, it's a boss. bad boss fight. It was it's we, it was better. Uh, we discussed this on on the spoiler the spoil spoiler episode, and yeah, I mean they they did what they could with it. Yeah, it's not a fun boss fight either way. It's a, it's a product. Yeah, of it's it was to record that. I've been thinking about it more and more, and I I've been watching a bunch of Resident Evil content on YouTube, and they've got like you know the the ten best bosses in the Resident Evil series, the ten worst bosses. The fact that Del Lago isn't in there, look. I'm guilty of putting Resident Evil 4 on a pedestal, <laughs> but we can still judge some things in their game. Of okay, course. it is still open open for that. Del Lago is one of the worst boss fights in a game that I've played. It's pretty. It's just really. I boring. hate it. It's it's pretty bland. Like yeah, it's also a product of its time because I feel like that that at, there were a lot of boss fights at that time in other games that were doing similar sort of things where it was sort of a little bit. I don't know, like. I know it feels like a product of its time, where that's in I, my mind. So that's why I feel like I, I look on it a, a little bit more fondly, where it's, it's almost like a nostalgia. The thing is, there are but, worse Resident Evil boss fights. Okay, Del Lago sucks, but there are worse. I played Resident Evil Five. There's some shockers in there. <laughs> that's true. I guess, and I'm not trying to jump ahead too far. Now that I've played a horror fishing game that works, <laughs> I realize maybe it could have been better. Yeah, yeah. yeah there were other ways I could have done it. Uh, but again, like I said to both you and Josh in our other episode, thank God that the boat Leon gets in is full of infinite harpoons. It's just really yeah. convenient. Yeah, just like just like winging them at everyone and everything. Um, yeah, literally. I did like that the, the, the openness of that area and like because I did spend. Did you get the red nine? Yes. Good. Absolutely. Did. You're set for the rest of the game. Ignore all other handguns. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. I did some research and I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't worry about this one too much. I've no, got Red Nine is fucking great. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll put some more points into it then. Some some I'll upgrade a little I bit. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> Sad oh, face. Well, because I was just, I, I it wasn't. I, I, I didn't know about it in my first run. It wasn't there in my I'm second sorry. run. <laughs> all I did was I I, I I upgraded my pistol fully. Yeah, so I've got that. We're we're fine, and now I've got that um. The auto shotgun and life is good. <laughs> I yeah. So my pistol's fully upgraded. I just bought the TMP before the big boy fight. Um, I can't remember names of enemies or, 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 or like that, but yeah, big boy fight that I love. As soon as I got to that part and I like walked into that area, I was like. <sighs> I have to come back here and I yeah. know what's going to happen here and I don't like it and it makes me sad. Um, and then, yeah, I think that was the other message I sent to you two nights ago, uh, Kyron, when I I got to like <laughs> that that point where I was just like, I won't go out here. I won't, I won't do it. Just hang out with was El Gigante. Yeah. yeah. Just hang out with that guy. He's, he's cool. He's, he's all right. Just another um, giant like Lost Plagas that shoots out of the top of your spine. No, I, will, no I will say this. I only used... I only... <laughs> 
use the the pickups in one of the houses because I didn't realize the other one had them until after the fight was over. Oh, I so, forgot there were pickups in the houses. Yeah, I oh, the houses had stuff in them. So I because it was just that first I'm one I went very into. Bad at games. You can actually walk into that has like like before that fight starts or whatever or like the one that I just let him smash them and then pick them up off the ground. Well, yeah, <laughs> I was like, cool. I walked into that one. I'm like, oh, I'll grab some of this stuff. That's really helpful because I just run out of TMP ammo and I'm like, oh, okay, this is great. Didn't have anything to craft at all. Um, and then, yeah, like, finished the fight, the skin on my teeth, I'm like, woo, that was fun. I think I had, like, one game over. Um, and then, uh, yeah, like, what strolled over, I was like, oh, I'll do my loot of the place before I go, and I was like, no, oh, there's a whole bunch of shit in here. That's, that's helpful. Yeah, um, that's, like, I, I did skin on my teeth. Like, I'm, I'm panicking. I'm like, oh, what can I mix? How can I make some boards and stuff like that? Kill him. I'm like, and he smashed both houses. I'm like, oh, cool. Snacks. Like, yep. free shit when you but, beat them, yay! Yep. And then I clicked, I'm like, wait, I've played this game, like, a hundred <laughs> times, how did I forget this? Because it's so effective, it, it keeps you, it gives you that exact same feeling from the original, so, like, yeah, I was the same, like, I should have been fully prepared, but instead I was also just, like, panicking as this massive unit was just trying to step on me, I'm like, no, just please die! And then the fight's over, and you're like, oh, well, at least I can replenish all the stuff I use, yep. so that's good. I, I like um I, I was trying to do the, the thing like run through his legs like oh, as he's coming okay. towards me and I was like oh yeah and then like you like clipping on his knee I'm like oh, <laughs> get around please let me through and he's like trying to the slam fact above that me Leon jumps on his back and knife fights a parasite yep. yeah Leon needs to chill it's it's, a, it's so fucking good it was one of those parts of the game where I was I was a bit scared for my um my dual senses triggers I'm like am I mashing this too yeah. hard like. Should I go? <laughs> should I be going slower? Because I'm. I don't want to break that trigger. Mine. Mine. Like I, I like held it like side on and like <laughs> tapped my thing, but it wasn't registering every like third. No, because it, it's only got he can only slash so many times. Yeah. So I was like, well, this is worthless. So and I think I fucked up a bit there, but you know, recently we had um the uh, Lara Croft level in Power Wash Simulator. Yep. Yeah. We need Resident Evil in Surgeon Simulator. Mm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Imagine trying to remove the, the the parasites and such. Oh, that'd be great! It'd be so good. That would be really fun, actually. Um, call call me whoever needs <laughs> to be calling me Bossa, for that to happen. Bossa Studios, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it's it's great. Like I even like the first couple of times I was playing it, I was playing it like on the big TV in the lounge room because uh, uh, my mother in law was away while we, <laughs> so I was able to use the the lounge room. Um, to play video games. And then, yeah, two nights ago, when I, the last night I played it, um, I moved back into, like, the little spare bedroom with my monitor and, and just, like, close to the TV. And I, I started playing it with, like, the lights on because I was playing it with headphones as well. And I was like, oh, this is... And I went, I'm just going to do it and, like, turn the lights off. And, like, send another photo to Kara going, am I doing it right? And I was like, lights off, headphones on. Um, and, yeah, it was fucking great it's it's such a good video game and even, you haven't even got to the scary parts yet no i know because argu- like... arguably that game gets scary at the castle yeah like yeah i had to take i took my headphones off at one point because i couldn't remember something and i didn't know if there was a, a like a fake out jump scare i got to the um the forest altar a bit earlier on i think like i like went back i, like, I was backtracking and like finding some stuff um before i moved on <clears throat> And, uh, yeah, I went to the forest altar and I walked up there and I was like, uh, in the, the basement underneath where there's the, the woman, like, yeah, sh- yeah, like yeah. tied up with the bag over her head. 
and you sort of like it has that classic like Resident Evil like l- slow zoom in as like Leon lifts the the bag up and then stands up again. And I was like, I was waiting for it. I was like, waiting for the jump. And it well, didn't the good, happen. The good thing about playing with headphones that you can it, you can hear it normally, but it's really obvious with headphones. Is it makes it easier to find the little um. Salazar statues. The oh yeah. The, like, think, oh yeah. Little, yeah. Yeah. Because they have like a little sound they they do. And the, tre- and the treasures. To heal. The treasures are the swinging as well. You hear that? Like oh. swing. Yeah. I just. I as soon as I got to the merchant and like I had some spindles, he's like, "Hey, uh, what do you want to swap spindles for?" I'm like, "Treasure map." Yeah. Give me a treasure map. Yeah. I, I hand it over. Thing. He even <laughs> says to you as well. He's just like, "There's some pretty good stuff here, but I'm probably gonna that <laughs> treasure map for you." Yeah. No, that was like, good. Yeah. Cool. No, that'd be. That'd be the real smart thing to get first, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what did you get? Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want, don't want to talk about it. <laughs> what what did I get with that? Get that. You can save a treasure map. You can just save a treasure map. We want a treasure yeah, map. Yeah, no, treasure map. Yeah, there you absolutely. go. Yeah. Um, you uh, see, you see, I knew where the treasure was. Oh, like an expert level gamer, it. like yeah. like me. So you know, um, hey, you guys get all the all the help you need. I will say this too. Probably the last thing I'll say about it before I move on. Um, the merchant's voice actor doing a great job oh, without amazing. without replacing and trying to do a, like a carbon copy. I feel like it's, the, it's his own spin on it, but it's it still has that. Merchant. Yeah, yeah, it still has that feel to it as well. There's a couple of lines where he dips into it a little bit, and you go, ah, there it is. So I, you, you, oh, I sound like a Marty <laughs> Bush character. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You will catch him saying the classic line sometimes as well, and that's yeah. great. Did you go down? Because you've been past the... Have you been into the shooting gallery? Yes, I, I, I did. Did you spend any those. time down in there? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I, I, did you leave him... Have you tried going in and leaving pretty much... Do, like, maybe one round and then leave? Oh, no, okay. Because he's still got dialogue sometimes where it's like, do you have any idea how long that take, took me to make? <laughs> and do yourself a favour and look at, the, like, the spread of food he's put out for you. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's magnificent. And there's, like, arancini. And when and you can, go in with a companion dish. because they, like, sit behind you and it's just... And they cheer you on. It's great. Yeah. Ashley's like, oh, this is like the carnival that you used to go to. I'm sorry. I'm so- What do you mean? These are actual guns. I guess being the president's daughter, she gets to go to those 1% of carnivals, I guess. Yeah. Well, they have absolutely. real weapons and I'm assuming live targets. <laughs> it was set up, yeah, set up in their backyard, like in the front yard of the White House. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I do, and, and like the elevator is like the nicest looking thing in the like the entire village. Like it's just like pristine thing. Um, I, I love the idea of, of just like the merchants coming in there. He's got like some contractors in there, and they're like digging this thing. And uh, Sadler's like, "Mate, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> do, you a, do you have a do you have a permit for all these works in the island? Like, <laughs> hey, it's good for your economy." You're, 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 you're using power tools. It's past 8 p.m., okay? <laughs> None of the villagers can sleep. And you know what they get like when they don't sleep yep, much. that's it. Um, but yeah, I'm very much enjoying it. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to playing more. It's why I'm not playing... Uh, one of the reasons I'm not playing Jedi Survivor immediately this week. The other reason is probably I'd be waiting for it to install. But... Speaking of... Oh, I could go either way here, though, Jesse. Um... Speaking of Jedi Survivor, though, you've, you've played a little bit. Do you want to give us your impressions of the first, like, your, your initial impressions and thoughts of... It's so good. Yep. Cool. Awesome. Okay. I, I've only played half an hour. Yep. Of it so far. I've got three things to say. Okay. Combat is immensely satisfying. 
great. Um, you know, at the end of uh, Fallen Order, how you felt invincible, you felt like a Jedi should feel. Yeah. I'm getting that from the start here. Awesome. Just straight away pulling in a stormtrooper and stabbing him through the chest. Dual wielding. It, it, it is, you feel badass when you string things together. It's very, very cool. It's the coolest Jedis have looked in a long time. Good. Good. Second of all, game looks stunning. I'm running on PS5. I, I look, I know the PC problem has a bunch of issues, but get a console, be an adult. Um, <laughs> Just taking that thread of the Greg Miller um, playbook, that one. Greg Miller was right. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean, look. Uh, It it looks stunning. I'm on Coruscant at the start. uh, So I haven't seen the the colourful planets and the weird alien life. It's just a city right now. But it just... It's it's so pretty. It's so, Mm. so pretty. I'm also playing it in quality mode. It does have a performance mode and a quality mode. Um, I don't give a shit about frame rates, to be honest. Ooh. And last of all, I can see why the internet is horny for Cal Setsis, my boy. Cal Kessis. <laughs> Got a little bit of facial hair on him. Mate, Bone City over here. That fucking... Legit, Cal what, Sexy. What about that... <laughs> what about that fucking mullet? The mullet? The, also... I hate mullets, but I gotta say, he pulls it off. <laughs> he pulls it off. I'm not gonna lie. Pulls it off. As, Karen, as much as one can pull a mullet off, I want to be clear. I mean, yeah, but still, that's impressive. That's a, that's that's no small feat. Karen, you've been complaining about the um the massive load times and stuff you've been having, which is fair enough. I will say the only time I pause the game is I was going to make a meme, but I need to find the right template. And I couldn't find it. I was trying to find the meme of Borat saying, "You will never get this. You will never get this." <laughs> but he was going to say, "You will never uh, catch this. You will never catch." <laughs> Look, it would have been great. What we could have been. You're not, you're not wrong, Jesse. I am experiencing uh, load times in, in the sense that I haven't even finished downloading it yet. Yeah, downloading. <laughs> because it was yeah. still going. Uh, there's the one thing I've seen a, a few people say that, like, they haven't done the, like, strip all your powers back and start from scratch thing again. I'm not going to say it because I know no, that's... No, but I'm, I am sick of it. I'm yeah. sick of hearing it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> what most people would refer to it as, but um, but yeah, it, it is cool that they're just like, no, it's this is a continuation of this story. Like, this is where Cal is. This is yeah, what he's like from the first game. We're gonna continue that, and it, it, and you'll you'll definitely still like get hurt. You're not invincible at the start yeah. of the game. The things are tougher. You are in a a tougher situation now. Yeah, and it's also kind of makes sense. Yeah, very tough situation. It's it's very it's exciting to think about like. Or where they're going to go from there? Because if you're saying it is so satisfying as it is now, like what else are they going to add to the mix to make it, uh, you know, even more interesting and spicy? So, yeah, cool stuff. Well, one thing I did wish they did a bit better is at the start they they recapped the previous game, just the story. Yeah. Well, sorry, I'm going to take it back. They say they do, but they do not. <laughs> it's a very cool visual. That kind of reminds me of the start of a Sam Raimi Spider-Man film. Just with, like, all these, like, weird shapes and stuff like that. Yep. And then it has lines from the game. Oh, that's okay. All right. Like, this isn't a trailer for a fucking JRPG. You can't just throw random quotes at me and expect them to make sense in the context. Uh, sorry, without context. So, I, I, I don't know. All I know is his name's Cal. He's a robot pal. And he's up to all sorts of mischief. So that's... What I remember. Speaking of a robot pal, um, 
Apparently they're looking at discontinuing the uh, the BD1 Lego set this year. Same with Tallneck. And Tallneck as well, yeah. Yeah, so I think all the all the those really good gaming ones that I have and they're fantastic. <laughs> they discontinue. Which I'm fine with. I want that with. BD1. I want that BD1 one so badly. The BD1 is is looking down at me from my shelf right now and it oh. is it is a very very satisfying build. As 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 I think I'm the Lego nerd of story mode. I would say I, that. I, yeah. I, think, I don't think it's very hard to do. None uh, of you guys are cool enough. Um, I've got a couple of Lego kits, but like, a I've got a, I've got the old Helm's Deep kit, which is fucking awesome. Same I'm, here. Yeah, it's the best. I love that set. And it has that little skull. Yeah, and it's and behind it's, a brick. It's like, why are you yeah. there, you little little fella? And the, I got the only set I needed as well from um, I think it was back when I was pitching the, the selling the Hobbit stuff. I got the Shelob set as well because I fucking love that little Shelob model. I'm uh, giving serious consideration to Rivendell. I wish I could afford it. Or I could it's afford like it, but I wish I could justify spending that much money on a Lego kit because it looks fucking amazing. But I built yeah. Dom Toretto's Charger. That's pretty cool. Can you say that as... um? I what's built his name? Dom Toretto's Charger, and it's pretty there cool. It you actually sound like the merchant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's what my Cockney accent is like. <laughs> Who also built Tom, Tom Toretto's Charger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not enough bricks, I'm built. stranger. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy it at a high price. Um, but Jesse, you've also been playing another game that we here at Dialogue it's Option so good. It's so love. Good. It's so good. It's so and good. It seems like you are in the same boat as us. You've Yay. been playing Dredge. Fill us in I- on your experience. Okay, I'm not going to get into into the weeds of what Dredge is because you guys have explained it um, at 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 length. Um, every year, there's one indie game that mm-hmm. just captures the imagination of everyone. You know, you Cult of the Lamb, which just had a really cool DLC just oh, um, uh, released, and you know, Hades, stuff like that. This year, it's Dredge, and oh my god, I still feel like people are sleeping on it, despite the critical acclaim it's getting. People are still sleeping on it. Agreed. For context of the critical acclaim it's getting, so. On the last episode of the Story of My Podcast, we did a um, filler episode. Sorry, I mean a quiz episode. <laughs> um, and <laughs> what we do with those is I find bad reviews for video games and for films, read them out, and I get people to, to guess what they are. You know, a concept you've heard on a billion other shows. I try to... I try to... I normally think of the game first, and then I look for the reviews. Um, and I thought, I'll oh, do Dredge, because it's sort of in the zeitgeist at the moment. We've been talking about it a fair bit. I couldn't find a bad user review for it, though. Like, I, I literally couldn't find one. But, so we've been talking about Dredge for a while. Um, I remember when we were at PAX Australia last year, Karen and I stood there and watched Dredge for a long time. Mm. Yeah. Um, and Karen, you've been all, all about it ever since. So good. <laughs> I kind of went, I tried to go a little bit radio silent with it, but it came out, I heard really good things, went and got it. Started playing it, I didn't, didn't get into it. When I first started playing it. Yep. Because me, like an idiot, is... They've given me a whole open world. Yeah. I'm going to go exploring. And I went out and started doing my own thing. Went Completely went off the main path. Yep. Tried to do things. And you get to areas like, oh, I can't... How do I get past these rocks? Oh, this is stupid. I'll go over here. Oh, how do I get in here? I can't fish here. What do you mean? Yep. And then, like, me being... 
an exceptionally stupid person you get to areas where you don't have the right fish equipment but it has like a little strike i'm like is that like is that like an item that little thing it looks like i'm gonna beat them to death like a plank of wood like what is what does that what does that mean well it doesn't read stuff it does look like the wood icon like does, sometimes yeah. as well for dredging yeah. so like it's yeah it and uh, then like i'm collecting pieces of like you know wood and scrap I'm like oh, i don't need any of this is this is this is for this this is for a bunch of crafting stuff that i don't really care about <clears throat> and then I, I just got too lost i'm like oh this, i'm getting frustrated here i'll go back to um uh, uh what's uh what's it called I the main area something marrow yeah little, there's little, little marrow and there's like greater marrow greater yeah great marrow um, i think maybe yeah I went back there and then, you know, you speak to the mayor and then you speak to the lighthouse keeper and then you get the ball rolling. And then I started having the whole thing where you deliver some like mysterious fish to a man at a pier and he, he consumes it and then he gets sick. And all of this is being done just through like, just through text. Yep. And I'm engrossed in it at this point. Yep. And then you go speak to this guy, this collector, and you realize, okay, this is the guy who's giving you your main quest. And you mm-hmm. go to area to area in that order, he's going to give you things. And as soon as I started doing that, I haven't been able to stop thinking about this game. It is addictive. It is... It's only punishing if you fuck up, but it dares you to fuck up. Yeah. It puts enough in front of you to say, come, just come that one extra step into the darkness. Like, mm-hmm. just just, just try it. And then I've, I started to realize if you don't sleep enough... It starts to have a bit of an effect on you. People start saying things. And I'm yep. like, am I sleeping enough as a person outside of this game? Because I'm <laughs> yeah. playing it every night. Like, do I want to go fishing now? I, I don't know. I don't want to. But I think I am compelled to. Um, it's... I'm upgrading my boat. I'm like, do I need bigger lights? Having that rush of feeling nighttime come and you're starting to panic. Yeah. And you can hear things. And you are zooming towards the nearest port. And you have, like, your fog lights on and things just start appearing in those lights because they mm-hmm. come into your field of vision. When you just swerve out of the way of rocks, like, your heart is pumping. And this is, like, essentially a cozy game. But it's one of the most, like, exhilarating things I've played. I, I think this is one of the most perfect Switch games I've played. One of the most perfect 100%. games for Switch I've ever played. Um, I think uh, Black Salt have just... Holy shit! This is good. I was gonna say this will be in my in my, in my personal talks. The game of the year. Oh, absolutely. It, it's, same, yeah, same. it's up there as well for me. Like it, I since we talked about it in, in great detail on the show, I finished it now as well. And like, yeah, like it, you're right. It does. It it nails the brief perfectly of of a uh, because it is doing this sort of eldritch horror feel to it. Which is all about getting under your skin. And then, you, like you said, you can't stop thinking about it when you're not playing it. And it, it is. It has that effect on you. And you almost sort of become like the fisherman in the game who gets a little bit obsessed with... Yeah, it's 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 really fascinating how it sort of imprints itself on you. It's, uh, what it's I love protagonist. is you genuinely feel like part of the food chain in it. Mm. So you have, you know, your normal fish and stuff that you, you hunt... And then you got some of these, you know, deep sea nasties that come after you. But then you got these bigger ones and they have a few more powers. But I'm still terrified of going too far to the corners of the map. Because I know the water gets deeper. And there, without having even gone there, without there being a word said, 
just the general tone of the game has taught me that, you know, the further into the darkness you go, the worse things are going to get. And there's just no escape there. There's no safety net there. The, um, I always need to know where my nearest port is. I can't. I, I haven't found myself able to go out too far yet. The game does such a good job of, like, making you that, you know, aware of your surroundings and, and aware that you're not safe the further out you go. But even though in, I was like, I really want to try this. And I know it's... All I've got to do is just sail for it and see what happens. But I just can't bring myself to do it. Is to see what they have at the edge of the maps. It's have you had your engines engines disabled yet? No. So when you're sailing around, if you get damaged by something, yeah, I've they had... can disable your engines. Yeah, and you still move oh. at two percent speed. You can oh, use God. your boost. Yeah, you can use your boost. You you know you use it, and it doesn't even it goes maybe ten percent as fast as it usually does. And then you have to wait for it to recharge. You keep using it. The mad panic you get. When you start seeing those red eyeballs start appearing, or you can hear something, or you can see those like red smoke tornadoes come towards you, or just eyes under the water, and you're barely moving. And you know, look, your ship gets knocked to pieces. Alright, cool, you start the last port, you're not gonna lose too much. You you can you can regain everything pretty easily. But I feel that invested because yeah, you you are the fisherman. This is mm-hmm. it becomes the best survival horror you'll ever play. Um, it's yeah. I'm up to the last area. Ah oh, yes. Oh boy. <laughs> I, I I believe yeah. I'm, I'm up to the last area, and yes, it does very much feel like an oh boy sort of area. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I my... really like the third one. The third area is the mangroves. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, very oh the good. mangroves. I no. See, I... this is funny. This, this is showing how we did it. How how we went our own directions oh okay yeah i i, I was saying i went to the mangroves third as well jesse but um sounds like joel didn't so that's interesting i no i'm just trying to think no no i went to mangroves third. Oh, you did okay yeah good. maybe we didn't um because there's a certain power you really want when you're there yes it yes absolutely is mm-hmm. um there's a hot tip for that that last area in jesse is like a hot tip, wink, wink. Well, I mean, wink, wink. it's also very, yeah, very true because um, there's a little um, like hot springs that yeah, like, I've noticed them. Have you encountered like the gimmick of that area yet? Have the you... little red fish. Yeah. So if you if they're chasing you, swim to one of those like steam hot springs. Doesn't damage your boat. It scares, it scares them away. away. Including the other ones. Yeah. At first, I thought they were caught in my trawling net. Oh. Like, my, my trawling net, like, are they, like, eating the fish in there? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll raise it up, and then they still slow me down, so I close the game. Yep. I got very upset. No, but I'll go back. Oh, yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. It's really funny, because I had the same thought. I got to that point, too, and I was like, oh, man, I just got, I'm, I'm so close to the end, and I'm like, oh, maybe I just went too hard on this game, and now I'm, like, feeling burnt out, and it's like, I can't be bothered dealing with this shit. And then I... I read somewhere about that that tip, and I was like, oh, this just made this a whole lot more manageable now. Because uh, there's plenty of them around, too, and you can almost plot your way from, like, like hot spring to hot spring through that what area. What is with those random hooded figures that look like members of Sleep Token who <laughs> ask you for fish? <laughs> and then you go back to them and look, I don't know, slight spoilers here, perhaps, I don't know. They can die? They yep. can die, yes. Yep. They basically die of starvation, I guess. Yeah. Ah, then I'm going to assume they're all dead. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) 
It still Sorry. counts for the sake if you're a completionist. It does still count as a pursuit being complete. But I think oh. they have books they can give you if you they successfully do. do all this stuff. I think I got oh, all the, four the of book. Them. The books are really the nice book mechanic books. is great. Yeah, I love that. And like being able to like the, the the process of activating them by like equipping them and just sailing around and like spending time. It's great. I also love finding remnants of past stories. So like say in in the Last of Us when you find the story of Ish in the tunnels mm. and you piece it all together and because you're only given little parts of it your imagination makes it the rest yeah there are some stories in this and I, look i don't know if they'll have a resolution or not but there's a few little letters and things you can find and you start to string them all together and then you find some things like wait i a part of me hopes these aren't resolved and these are the mysteries that stick with you and i'll think about that in five years time yeah i can't wait for you to come back to me jesse after you finish the game i'm very curious to yeah. see uh no, I don't, I don't even want to ask you that question because I don't want to I think we do like an emergency yeah. spoiler it's, cast when I'm done. It's, yeah. I, I think I'll, I let you what... fi- I'll let you finish the game before I ask you what I want to ask you. But, I think uh, it, is it the same question you asked me when I, I finished think it, the game? It, it may have been. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I'll finish it by the end, end of the weekend. Cool. Uh, I was going to say, uh, did we all, I'm guessing, I mean, I did obviously, but did we all do the little dog side quest yet? Oh, fuck yeah. No. Oh, okay. So it's, Worth, like, thoroughly exploring every island. I can't remember which one it is, but there is an island where you can pick up a dog and you need to deliver the dog to another character in the world. It's in the second area. Um, And Uh, I just really liked it. It The one with the the big tentacle monster in the middle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The giant abyss in the middle of it. I can't remember what it's called. That's my favourite area. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That messed me up. That that area messed me up. But also (laughs) the, the mad panic of going to that middle and it's like, I hope. When, when she said that that tower goes on for a few hours, <laughs> what did she mean? I'll when you fish. When you first sail into that area and you look down in that abyss, like you tilt the camera down. So and you, good. It's horrific. Like, it's so... Normally in, like, an Eldritch Horror, it's like, like, tell, don't show. But, like, that is the one instance where they're like, we're going to show you and it's still going to fuck though, you up. Like, it doesn't always have to, though. It, it also does the tell, like, the show, the, the tell one. Because um, I want to talk to you, Jesse, briefly. Before, um, how, do you, how do you like the aberrations? I was going to bring up the same thing, yeah. Oh my god, they make me so happy. They're so goofy. <laughs> like, the, I think there's like the Medusa octopus. Yeah. Like which has like a little like like a little mouth at the end of its tentacles. Oh my god, I need I need an art book for this game. Look, also, the art style in this game is so stunning. Good. So good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's so simple, but so effective. Um, I, there, there are some genuine ones though in those aberrations that yeah. do make my skin crawl. Like I, as much as some of them are like a little bit like huh, that's a bit weird. There are some that when I read the description and look at the, the like the picture, I'm just like, ah, I don't know why, but I just I I hate this. Honestly, it's the descriptions. Like, yeah, you were saying is. before Jesse about how it does so so much with just hex and, and delivering like its story and its its vibe in general. Um, and that's like the, the aberrations are like that tenfold. I, every time I read, every time I pick up a new one, I'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna read this one, and I'm gonna fucking <laughs> hate it," because they're so they're so in an uncanny valley. So like, deep sea fish are weird. Yeah, just, like they just they they are so unworldly, mm-hmm. and like, you could easily think that they were just an alien, you know, on Earth. These aberrations that they have them could be real. Yeah. Like, they're in that weird zone of, like, they, they haven't gone outlandish with them. Mm-hmm. And they've also made some of them kind of pretty as well. So it kind of, like, 
has this weird realism to it where it's like these could be we could find these tomorrow what it's, if what yeah. if people people explored like you know like what 20 percent of the world's oceans and stuff yeah, 80 percent could be could be full of the devil yeah <laughs> exactly. exactly it's I, I feel like this game is it does a whole lot of things really well but i think that the thing that they wanted to, they obviously set out to do and nail and i think that that's what makes everything else even better is like a little bonus to it is that they wanted to get the tone right it seems of like and everything sort of spawned from that and like they do it, the tone of this game is so like note perfect it, it yeah it keeps you like you said it keeps you thinking about it when you're not playing it when you are playing it it, it makes your skin crawl at points and it's not like bombastic and out there and like it is it's horror that I actually like and can enjoy because it's not it's very human. Exactly. And it's also, it's, it's not relying on jump scares. It's, re- it's relying on getting under your skin and having those, like just making you think about things really differently. And that getting in your own mind a little bit. Um, I think something I've said a billion times when I throw things in a game is, um, that feeling of, uh, isolation. Yes. And yep. you feel that. You feel very, very connected to your boat. Mm-hmm. In the same way that I'm connected to my ship when I play No Man's Sky. Right. Uh, or my yeah. ship... Actually, probably a better example is my ship in Outer Worlds. Because that's what... Mm. This game... It just invoking the same emotions to me as Outer Worlds did. And the whole thing with that is, you know, you break a part of your ship and suddenly you're disabled and you're just like, okay, now what? No one can help me. I can't call out for help. I don't have some cool superpowers. I need to think my way through this or I will die. Mm-hmm. That's what the game does. Yeah. That's why the moment I was really, really enjoying it, and it sounds dumb, and I'm a sucker for punishment with some games, the moment my engines were disabled and I was stuck in the middle of the ocean and I had to work out how do I... There is one in a billion ways to survive the situation. I need to work that one out. Yeah. And I did. And it, that's when it went from a great game to a game i'm going to be thinking about for 10 years yeah um, I, i'm dredging everything i want it to be and I'll, ne- I'll never forget my first encounter with the um i guess the best way to describe them is like the trophies does uh the ghost ships mm. out in the open ocean oh my god holy shit yeah uh, like uh, and like it was also one of those moments when when it happened i was like fuck that makes so much sense that's so clever yeah i hate it um have, I, you, have you been checking the like the the stone totem things as well i haven't worked them out yet okay all right cool so yeah okay yep all right i know at night okay yep cool i won't say say more we're gonna do a spoiler cast on this yeah i feel like it's yeah there's some fun stuff to talk about in there um i also i I did it when we talked about previously but i do want to also shout out the incredible music of this game as well music by david mason uh just so good the score, the mute, the title track that plays in that first area is just so cozy, but mm-hmm. also disconcerting. Like in a way that, like honestly, I would compare it, like earnestly to like some um like from software stuff, like yeah. Firelink Shrine, sort of your home it, base, but you also still, even though you feel it's it's safe, but you know what's out there. It's still within this world, which is not safe. Yeah, anywhere. exactly. Yeah. It. I think with this sort of like sea shanty pirate esque music. It's so done. It, it, it in you know every movie and you know bit of pop culture with pirates. In it. it always has the same tone to it. You've heard it a million times, and then you have 
um, the whole like sea shanty thing that swept TikTok and social media. And you've just heard these same songs over and over again. The fact that they were able to put their own little spin in it and dredge sea shanty music, for lack of a term, mm-hmm. is different to anything else I've heard. Yes. Yeah. It stands on its own. Uh, uh, yeah. It's such a unique game that I'm I'm having trouble describing it to people. It is, I, I've been suggesting it to a bunch of people. I'm just like, watch the story trailer, then shut up mm-hmm. and buy it. Buy the game. I'll say yep. if that it is it is really hard to describe, which is why it's also could be you can there's a demo as well. Like go and oh, yes. go and try the demo. Yep. Like if, if you are curious, I'm pretty sure the demos okay. are still up. Another demo? I will be suggesting it to people. I'm fairly certain it's still up. Yeah, I think so. I think you might be right. Um Yeah, this game's fucking excellent. Like it's just it's so good. Like we were all pretty hyped for it before it, uh, in in the lead up to its release. When we, after we'd seen it for the first time, and after we'd sort of like touched the demo as well and had a go, it was like, all right, um, feeling pretty good about this. Now it's out, and like Kyra and I both finished it, and Jesse, you're well on your way. It's yeah, like it is. It is a phenomenal video game that does everything it sets out to do and just does it so fucking well. And so, like, with such finesse, uh, uh, yeah. I I will be screaming if this game isn't up for like best debut indie or something. Oh, it'll be a, fuck it, it'll be in our awards. It will the be announced, but like, I was mad last year, and I, it was it was a smaller deal, so it wasn't. But like, when Signalis didn't get any nods at the game was last mm. year, I was like, fine, whatever. But I'm gonna need something for Dredge because this yeah. game deserves all the recognition it can get. It's so just good. also before we finish up on Dredge, I will just say it has helped me confirm one of my future tattoos. Oh, uh, it's not it's not a Dredge tattoo, but it's got to do with the sea. I've always loved this line in The Simpsons, and whenever I'm playing the game, it reminds me of it. I want to get one of those old like sketchbook sort of um, sea shanty book kind of. Um, art style of, uh, tattoos of the sea captain from the Simpsons. Yes. At his lighthouse looking out to the sea with it, a quote underneath it that says, I hate the sea and everything in it. Yep. <laughs> that yep. line kills me every time I hear it. I've wanted that tattoo for a while. I'm just like, whenever I play the game, it kills me. I'm like, oh, I hate the sea and everything in it. <laughs> if you have in the background, it's like a little tentacle coming out of the go. They should not to dredge. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, for that for that very reason, as someone who also very much has that feeling, it gives me the same vibes as whenever I play um, Subnautica. Subnautica. It's like, fuck the ocean, man. Just yeah. fuck it. I, place- wa- I want nothing to do with it. I'll play I'll play in video games. Screw you. I, I, what ocean? Don't come near me. As somebody who has a recurring, who somebody has a recurring dream of dying in the ocean, as, I have my problems with the water. Do you? Okay? Did you? I so this is this is a slightly off topic, but I you might appreciate as well if you've you've probably seen it. The um, facilophobia accessibility stuff they added into Horizon, Forbidden West. No. So they added oh, yeah. in like facilophobia stuff. So for people who obviously struggle with that, so like the little little things you can switch on for like infinite oxygen, better visibility underwater. This is a really good idea. Yeah. Is there a thing for phallophobia? And they take the big penises <laughs> off the tall neck? No. 
But hopefully it'll be like that the loathing game <laughs> where you can have like both options. Yeah. So less or just abundant. Oh yeah, I'll scale it right up. Yeah. <laughs> Slider yeah. max. That's still the funniest accessibility option I've ever seen is in that trailer for Shadows, if, Shadows Over Loathing. I think Shadow Survivor must have some sort of spider enemy because I've seen people talking yeah. about the uh, arachnophobia slider on that as well. Have you seen uh, the arachnophobia scales like what they do in Grounded? Yes, and it's for oh, this. Yeah. It just <laughs> becomes an like an orb. Yeah, <laughs> like, area. Yeah, the, I didn't see any. I, I don't know what anyone was talking about. Though. I just saw like giant orbs because I. You it's better like what is fucking, this destiny? You better, <laughs> you better fucking believe I cranked that shit all the way down. The like, spiders in Grounded are the most terrifying it's things. Fucked. Like <laughs> I left it up. Like even like a little bit. Like I just dropped it down a little bit. Just being like, I don't like spiders. I think the ground very much. go. I love yeah, the idea. I want to it. never just finish. Like it's yeah. Oh, shout out! Let's let's play it. I'm done. I'm yeah, down. I'll, I'll, I'll queue it up on my PC and make sure it's still installed. Because I think yeah, there's like the same. they added like wasps in recently. Like there's like it's, wasps oh, yeah, or great. something. So. And like this, you can play through the the full yeah story the full story well. is available. Yeah. yeah. So I'd be down. I'd I'd, I'd check my I'd re up my game pass for it. Or just yeah, buy it on Steam because it's right there. I don't know. I'll say that. Um, but Kyron, you've been dipping into. Uh, <laughs> Into the back catalogs. Yeah, I've been in. I've been doing your homework, playing some weeb games. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. I've been weebing it up. Weeb. Kyron, what you? I know. No. I know. Unheard of. This is a- no. I <laughs> I went back because obviously I was pretty much set. I was like, cool, you know, got Star Wars coming up, got Tears of the Kingdom. This is all set. And then Nintendo, who clearly just hate me, one week were like, oh hey, by the way, that um that big Xenoblade three story DLC, yeah, we're dropping it on like April twenty fifth. I'm like, what? Yep. I'm not ready for this. I don't know if many Xenoblade fans are ready for this. <laughs> I was just ready because like for Xenoblade two when they did the they had like the three waves and like one of them was a big DLC expansion. It was later in the year, not just like eh, middle of like end of April. There you go. I'm like, oh, hang on, I need to I need to go recap and finish the game first it's funny it's it's funny because like the 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 overlap of zelda fans and xenoblade fans is probably like the world's worst venn diagram yeah it's probably just two like two circles laid over the top of each other like especially because perfectly Mo- monolith soft you know help and assist with the development of breath of the wild and like yeah really nailing that open world because they are, they're really good at it mm-hmm. uh so yeah no <laughs> to Go into it, I had to like change it, shuffle some stuff out and be like, I guess I gotta go finish. I was, like, I was gonna finish Xenoblade 3. It's a game I, I basically, like most JRPGs, play over months yeah. because they are so fucking long. Yeah. So it's like, there's no point grinding away at it and locking it, like trying to do it in a month because I just hate the game. Yeah. Only a Persona can really get away with that. Mm. Like, a Persona's a game, it's like, sure, it's 100 hours long, but the entire time I'm just bopping along anyway. So yep. who cares? It's good vibes. And like, yeah, Xenoblade, yeah, I just had to play it slowly. Um, but obviously I was, I was pretty much at the end. So it was just really just a good kick in the butt to jump in and finish it. Right. Uh, so again, I'm not going to spoil anything. I want to be very clear in case okay. you, so you don't just skip or anything. All right. The one thing I'm going to harp on about Xenoblade 3, the base game is now that I finished it, I really, so there are some JRPGs that just have really bad last boss fights. Uh, <laughs> and this is yeah. one of them, unfortunately. And again, I won't give away any specifics about it. Purely, the way I'll sell it is really long boss fight with multiple phases oh. with uh, no checkpoints oh. and unskippable mini cutscenes. Oh. Like, yeah, I... It sucked. Um, but And it was so oh. annoying because, like, the, the fight itself is really cool. 
but nothing takes you out of it more than getting knocked out and it just goes, well, back to the start. You're like, yep. but the start is such a drag. It's so oh. long ago. You, you brought All up right. a foot before as well, like that, that has moments like that too. It does, yeah. But this one particularly sort of, I was like, okay, no, that's not what I wanted from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a tangent here. Sorry, real quickly. Yeah. This is a conversation I have with my partner this week. What franchise has the best bosses? Oh come on now! <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna uh, try and think of an answer, but like, I mean, Karen's for me, it's it should be pretty clear knowing who I am. Mm. Uh, it's, I mean, I guess do I pick one or just go the overarching thing and say from software? <laughs> yeah, there, there. Yeah, Soulsborne. I would. I will say Dark Souls because even though I prefer Elden Ring, I will happily except for people who are like, there are too many copy-paste bosses, mm. uh, whereas Dark Souls at least, like, say, yeah. yeah, pairs it down, and, like, Dark Souls 1 to 3, is, there's some fucking cracking boss fights in those games. I can't think of it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say God of War. Yeah, God of War's got good ones. Each boss felt, like, vastly different. Yeah, like, say what you will about it, but, like, God of War 3 had... Some... I'll say a lot about God of War 3. Yeah. <laughs> it had some pretty great boss fights. Like, Getting to getting to beat the shit out of uh, fucking uh, Hercules was pretty fun. Oh and, fuck that dude! And it's and it's even better now. It's yeah, way they, better now. They, they're like, oh, it's voiced by Kevin Sorbo, and then right. turned out now Kevin it's like it's voiced by Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, is like human garbage. I never thought so, of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're welcome. I'm doing. I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna beat the shit out of Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, it's and great. then play God of War three. Yeah, yeah. I was say since we're also talking about good bosses, um. Gonna have to throw it in there, even though it's pretty much on brand. Uh, Metroid Dread. I can't mm. say much about the as much as I love the Metroid series. I can't. I won't go into bat for most of those games, the bosses. But Dread has some fucking sick bosses. Yeah, Dread has I some like- sick bosses. But I think the Emmys in Dread would be in my top like mm. twenty. I'll say enemies in a game. They're so good. I do. I, I mean, enemies. If you if you will, um, I will. <laughs> I can't really think of anything else, but because we just because we talked about it, and it's also JRPG related. But like Persona for me, like has some yeah. fucking great bosses in it. Persona Five in particular, there's some, there's some stinkers, but like there are some, there are some stinkers in Persona Five. I'll tell you that. Um, but there's some fucking great ones. Like it's yeah, it's it's the first palace, but like just getting to kick the shit out of that fucking sex pest child predator is fucking great. Like it's satisfying. It's so good. Like, it I was going to make a joke about God. I was going to make a joke about God of War three and certain actors in it, but I don't want to get sued. I feel like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say it as a blanket statement, but I do appreciate when a game puts efforts into boss fights. Cause I fucking mm-hmm. love a good boss fight. Yeah. The reason the conversation came up is we'd watch the Final Fantasy 16 trailer and you see what those icon fights are going to be like and the fact that each one plays seems to play completely differently like almost like a different genre. Yeah. And you see there's one between these two birds and I know people are just like it's Final Fantasy you should know what the character one's a phoenix and one's I don't know a raven I don't, I don't care whatever nerds Garuda or something I believe you, you're thinking yeah, of mm. like I said nerds um, <laughs> and it Harsh becomes like a fair. it becomes like a bullet hell game and yes. I'm a sucker for bullet hell games like that blows my mind so I think um, FF16 could have some very very good ones as I long as they're not so bullet sponges 
You know, as long as they're not they're not sponging it um damage tanky, like yeah. some Final Fantasy bosses in the few games that I've played have been, and that's actually been super off putting for me. Yeah. It's tougher as well because of the uh, man. We're on tangent city here, but oh, because, yeah. because it's an action RPG, I feel like I feel the sponginess more. I don't mind when it's turn based or anything like that because I'm just going for emotions. But if I'm actively, consistently hitting an yeah. enemy and just like, like just die, yeah, <laughs> just fucking die. Um, well, I guess the good thing is, um, the I I don't know all the names, but the the guy who's helping out with the combat in Final Fantasy 16 did. Devil May DM- Cry combat. DMC, yeah, DMC. And five, I, I yeah. never really feel like the enemies in they die when they're meant to die. DMC, yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that translates over. I think it, yeah, it looks like it might it might be the case. Oh, I I have every confidence it's gonna be fine. Mm. Like I, it's ridiculous that we get treated to like Tears of the Kingdom in May and Final Fantasy sixteen in June. That's, That's like what do we do to deserve wild. this? Yeah, it's so wild. <laughs> Screw that. I'm not even gonna go into how good this um this year of games has been. You've been, you've been playing Xenoblade Chronicles, I hear, Kyra. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for getting us back on track, yes. guest Jesse. I was literally about to do the <laughs> same too thing. bad. You don't, get, you don't get to say you were going to do it, because Jesse already mm. did it. How well, dare if I want to let my friends... His, his music festivals and such, okay, I thought I need to step Man, up. He's got a full rock star I do, I do appreciate it. I know Joel's too cool for the show now, but... How dare I just want to let my friends have their say and, and say their piece? It's okay to make excuses, Joel. We forgive you. It's fine. It's okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry, I had to do it. Um, listeners, no, no, you can no, see no, that. No. But he he was railing cocaine backstage. <laughs> and, um, Career over before it began. Yeah, that's fine. Career starting. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that too. That too. Day ending in why? Current uh, Xenoblade yes. Chronicles. I've been playing Xenoblade Chronicles, and um, yeah. So that was really what I had to say about the base game. It's just had a bit of a half bet that last boss, uh, because apart from that, Xenoblade yep. Chronicles Three is just yes, it's a hundred hours long. But God, it's it's so good. The combat feels so good. The soundtrack is probably the best of last year. It's mostly because it feels like six soundtracks in one. Right. There's so much variety on there. It's yeah. hard to get sick of any of the music. But I had been playing Future Redeemed, which came out as I said just three days ago on April 25th. Uh, and again, I won't spoil anything, but it's it's a pretty big deal. This DLC, as it does see. It's set before the main game. It's set before Xenoblade 3, but it brings back the two protagonists from Xenoblade 1 and 2, mm-hmm. which is Shulk and Rex, uh, which are probably just names to you. That's fine. I'm not going to hold it against you. I don't even blame you because, again, <laughs> there are three Xenoblade games and they are 100 hours each, so it's ridiculous. I know Shulk and Rex. Don't you Don't You, you should at, You should at least know Shulk if only for like the I'm really feeling it memes yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and Shirtless Shulk. And Shirtless Shulk from Smash Brothers, yeah. yes. Uh, but yeah, so it brings back those two guys, and my immediate thought when I started playing it was just like, God, I wish I'd kept that a secret. I wish I'd just not, you know, it was just immediately in that trailer being like, hey, here comes the DLC. Look, Shulk and Rex are in it. I was like, that uh, would have been such a cool surprise, but yeah. it's fine. Don't worry about it. I guess I'll pretend to be surprised when they both show up. Because it happens pretty early on, so... it's. Uh, it was, I mean, that's that's the plus side you... You've got to think maybe, well, if they're willing to show that now, what have they got up their sleeves for the rest of it? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, it just, it does take... That's the optimist in me, I guess. It just takes out the, again, the, the, the... doesn't land as much when they finally show up in the game because it, it that both times they appear, it's at points where I'm like, well, now, there, there they are. They're here now. Right. Cool. Whereas, again, if I didn't know they were going to be there, I'd be like, whoa, whoa Shulk, shit. you fucking grew up and have a robot arm? Cool, I guess. But having seen them both fully beforehand kind of, robbed me of that right but um 
yeah, no, the DLC... One of the things that's really good about the Xenoblade DLC, especially for ones for two and three, the one for one that they did wasn't very good. <laughs> uh, they actually are, like, playable Xenoblade sizes, so usually about 20 hours or so, which is nice. A 20-hour JRPG is pretty appealing yep. in this day and age. Uh, and usually a lot of the systems that are just, bit, as much as I love them, become bloated by the end of a 100-hour experience just aren't as much of a problem because everything is just scaled back. Right. So you actually get to enjoy the full set of systems you get access to, which is yep. really, really pleasant. Uh, but I also do appreciate that using to experiment with weird little things, like in 2's DLC, they were like, what if we do this thing that all the other JRPGs are doing and have like campsites where you can like do stuff? And now it's in three. You can cook, right. you can train, you can make stuff at camp. Uh, you can, you can bank. <laughs> uh, you can have discuss. You can have discussions. Okay. There you go. Um, they do because it is a Xenoblade game. Everyone talks endlessly. Mm-hmm. I actually had to slide down sound effects and turn up music because I'm like, I want the music. No offense, <laughs> party members, but you don't shut up, especially because it's one of those games where everyone shouts their attack names. So in combat, it's just noise. It's yep. just noise. The game. You may remember infamously in Xenoblade 2, they actually had to patch the enemy audio <laughs> because they would just have the same lines, I would say, and it would be it'd be full sentences. And then in combat, that's all it would be. So I actually patched it in so they would like only say like half of the line. Oh, God. Which was heartbreaking in a way, but completely understandable. Because yeah. it was, again, you couldn't even hear the music. It was oh just God. noise. Uh, but the thing that this game, this DLC, again, I'm so excited for Tears of the Kingdom. I don't know how Monolith make these games look like they do on Switch, but it looks good for a Switch game. Right. For a, an open world Switch game, it actually looks, I don't know, it's not fair to say like, because again, I love, I love Breath of the Wild and I love Tears of the Kingdom. It's looking so good, but like the world just looks nicer. Like it yeah. looks the like lush, um, populated with enemies, insane landmarks. Yeah. I think Breath of the Wild gorgeous. I think we can, all, we can all appreciate that. But it's that slight, slight cell shadedness to it. Yeah. Which does detract from a little bit of the the detail. Yeah. Which makes it look more like a painting. Um, which yeah, I think def- works yeah. for it. Where the yeah. Xenoblade looks a lot sharper. Yeah. Uh, I, I, things I, like, I know nothing like... about Xenoblade. But I've watched <laughs> yeah. the trailers. Yeah. It did look pretty. Also, the trailers, all I can, all I can think of when I watch the trailers is just... Those random lines that have no context, they're just throwing, they're like, you never get away with this. No. Like, for the kingdom. It's like, shut up, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh, but fair. He's yes. fair. Uh, yeah, again, I don't really know what else to say about it besides it's just like, if you like Xenoblade, you're probably already playing it, but in off chance you aren't. And even if you maybe you have Xenoblade 3 but haven't had a chance to boot it up, because if it's a standalone, so you can launch it outside of the game. You have to boot up Xenoblade 3 to play it, and you have to buy the season pass. Mm-hmm. But then you can launch it inside the game from a separate menu. So That's you cool. don't need to play the third game to enjoy this. Uh, it might, it will no doubt add context. If anything, to enjoy this, you've got to play a bit of the first two more than anything, right. which is arguably a uh, longer job. Yeah. But it's just nice to be back in the world. I can't speak much of the story yet because I'm only like five hours in. And much like with most JRPGs, the early hours are just like a haze of them throwing yeah. things at you, and you're like, "I'm just gonna, I'm gonna bank these, and when it's explained later, I'll, I'll put it all together." Then. Yeah. Because right now, I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. 
file these under, like, check back on later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come, set reminder to come back here later and yeah. like, oh, that's what that was about. Cool, neat. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, if, you, if you're into Xenoblade, obviously play this DLC if you're not already. Uh, otherwise, if you're not, I want, some, I want everyone to go look at, Google an image of Rex from Xenoblade 2 and then Google an image of Rex from this DLC and just be like, what is what is he on? Okay, what has this right. boy been eating? Uno Memento. Right, so yeah. He's going to do it for us. Have you seen both of them, Joel? I don't think I have. Okay, well, right. I'll show Joel right, as we're well. We're doing live reactions here. Because, like, I just, it's it's a, it's a wow. We're doing live reactions here. I can almost see it in Jesse's reflection in his glasses <laughs> again. It's fine. So uh, this is... It's not Sonic-related this time. Um, that's good to know. So I'm showing Jack. That's, that's All right. Rex from Santa Blade 2, you yep. know? You're like, right. okay. Pretty cool. standard, uh, like, JRPG character. Oh, no! Looks <laughs> <laughs> like Jesse just found it. What happened to you, buddy? I, oh, okay. Okay, and this is... here we go. <laughs> oh! He's been eating at least spinach, oh. like, full Popeye style. Why is oh. it when I type in Rex Xenoblade 3, the first um, suggestion Google has is harem? Good question. <laughs> Oh, is it a question you know the answer to, Kyron, or is it just... Rex the Giga Chad, apparently. That's what I would... That's a fair assessment of his current form. Right. Because, yeah, he is uh, a buff boy. Yeah. Uh, he certainly wasn't. He was an annoying little... He's... I... Oh, no. I hate him in Xenoblade 2. <laughs> oh, he's a little no. dweeb. But, like, in this version, when I saw him, like, what... What are you on? <laughs> what is in the water in this world? I'm going to show you guys what I just had to see. Oh, oh no. God, no. Why? Where why are you are looking for these images, Jesse? Google Jesse. images. I'm typing Rex Zenoblade 3. Stop, please. Oh, God, no. I've never been more scared for my life. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. What the? Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I understand. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, awful, I'm awful sad. Save to favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to describe what I just saw, but um, uh, as someone who plays Xenoblade Two, that does. Yeah, okay, I could, it checks out. Uh, but yeah, Xenoblade Three, oh Future Redeemed. So far, feeling that's going to be a good payoff for the over because it, currently it's seeming like Three is the end of this arc. I guess. Yeah. They seem pretty, and which is cool that they can like actually have a chance to wrap it up. But also, Xeno is not over, so they're already talking about what will come next. Mm-hmm. But uh, I can feel like they're dropping crumbs throughout this DLC that, for maybe future ideas they've got. And I've even seen some people... Again, I haven't played some of the older stuff from this overall world or whatever. But people are like picking up on like Xeno Saga drops here and there. I'm like, cool, that's out of my wheelhouse. I've played the Xenoblade games and that is it. Right. So I'm yep. happy for everyone who's like finding stuff from the other games. That's but cool. Yeah, so far, really good. Really keen to finish it. Because I'll be able to do that. Because it's yeah, shorter. Yeah, it's I'll be able to finish it. And I can be like, hey, that counts as a as my JRPG for the year. Until and, 16. Until Final Fantasy 16 comes out. But that won't be a 20-hour game. I guarantee it. God, no. God, no. Um, cool. Well, there's one other thing I wanted to talk about that I quickly dipped into. Um, well, not quickly. I spent a, a little bit of time in. Uh, Street Fighter Six got a demo a public demo last week, um, which basically gave you sort of like uh, access to the world tour mode 
and then like a 1v1 section with just two characters. Just two characters. Just two characters. Which is why I didn't... didn't yeah. It's, yeah, it is a bit disappointing, but it was nice to not feel overwhelmed. You could just pick one um, and sort of jump into the fray and sort of get used to the, how the game feels. Um, I'll circle back to the, the, the 1v1. Actually, no, I'll start with the 1v1 mode because I, I ended up finishing by playing that because I, I found it. I was like, all right, cool. I'll have a match and found out it was just, you can play as Ken or, I know, sorry, Ryu or... Um, was it Luke? Luke. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, who I kind of like... I, I, again, I just want my girl Cammy. That's all I want. Uh, yeah, not in the demo. Yep, not in the demo. I'll, go- um, I'll Google her one to see why. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's not. It's not a fair. It's not. It's not an unfair assessment. Like, do you not know who Cammy is? No, I just want to search. Um, do, okay. Yeah, Cammy's three five five six. Uh, no, no, it's three five five as well. Oh, okay. If you want to, if you yeah yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so I did like the one v one thing, and it was really cool because when I, I was going through like the options for the fight, um, it had the option for the um, match commentary, which is the new one of the new features that they're bringing to Street Fighter Six, which is this sort of like pre-recorded almost in a way they've got like lines from like a like shoutcasters that will commentate your match depending on how well or how badly you're doing. Um, so I turned that on just to see what it was like, and my god it's electric it's so fucking good like even like because you, you see it in the trailers you're like that that's that's a great idea and it, it's really like pretty hype when you're watching the trailer when you're actually playing a match and even if just against the computer i was playing against the computer and yeah just having this shoutcaster being like and my match that i play with the, with the shoutcaster on went to three rounds and so, like, if by the end of it, he was, like, out of his seat, basically, like, screaming. And then he even said at one point, he's like, oh, my God, why would the newbie use that move right now? I can't believe he's done that. Like, oh, nobody's come back with this. And, like, it's so hype, and it does exactly what it needs to do, and it makes me even more excited to play this game. Let me introduce you to the joys of watching fighting games. I know. <laughs> I need to, I, This might get me through the door, honestly. Evo is coming up. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Um, So, yeah, that was really fun as well. But the main sort of meat and potatoes of this demo, which is not an overly long demo either, is the the world tour stuff, which is like the career mode, I guess, for lack of a better word, the story mode. Um, Great name for a podcast. And podcast network. Um, Yeah. Like and subscribe. There we go. Uh, So, yeah, it it is like the the career mode of this, of Street Fighter VI. Um, and it has like yeah cutscenes. You can make your own character. I didn't fuck around with the character creator all that much. I have seen some abominations. So oh you, yeah, you can make abominations. There rest is assured. there is a lot of sliders. And let me just say this: I cannot wait for the inevitable Monster Factory episode yeah. that's going to come out in this game. Well, um, especially because it, t- it like I I'm going to need to do that with Monster Factory. Then also just play a bunch of the actual story mode because yep. some of the things your character can do in the open world. I'm like I gotta, I'm going to be honest. I want to see some. I want to see some awful things happen. Uh, they, they 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 do that now. They usually they, the oh, videos when they put them out now is usually the, the first, they do a two parters. So the first part is them making the character, and the second part is them actually playing the game. Um, so yeah, they they'll do it. I'm certain. I'm certain they'll do that, um, which I'm very excited for. But yeah, so you start off by you know uh, hanging out with Luke and and being a, like a new member to like his training dojo basically, uh, and introduce you to the world of. Uh, was it called Metro City? It's Metro City, yeah. yeah. Um, 
and yeah, so like you, you start off by doing a tutorial and learning the basics of how to how to play Street Fighter, which is always good to have a bit of a refresher. It does have the um the choice between uh, modern and classic control setups, and I think there's like assisted as well. Um, so whereas like classic is like the way the button inputs used to be with like quarter circle turns and button inputs and all that sort of stuff. Um, oh no, sorry, it has like the high kick, low kick. High punch, low punch, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then heavy attacks on the on the triggers, um, but they also have like the ones the 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 I think they call it modern. I think it's modern, yeah. Mm, which is uh, how a lot of fighting games are doing it these days. Most notably, that I remember seeing it in for the first time, really for me personally, in um, Dragon Ball Fighters, where they would like have the attacks on the face buttons, basically, like, and you could do like say in this one triangle, you can do your special moves without like having to do button inputs, but then you can do button inputs and do like altered versions of them as well. Um, so it's good to go through the, the basics of all that. And then they unleash you into Metro city and it's, it's open world, a very small one. It's, but it's open world. You can just sort of walk around and you do a few quests and talk to a few people. And then did they... you show you could anyone? Well, so here's the thing. You can't do your attacks and things like that. Boom. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Street fighter. Wait. I want to fight wait, in the streets. Wait. You can't just go around like doing moves and stuff like that. You can walk up to literally anyone on the street, any character, like the like character model that's around, they all have a level above them. And you can walk up to them and either talk to them, so some of them that you can talk to, or you can walk up and just press square and initiate a fight. So like you real just, life. Yeah, just like Basically, real life. It legitimately is, and it, it is it is seamless. Like you go up, you hit square, and they go round one fight, and you just you're into it. And so, I was like, they've done it. They've done the Street Fighter. They've made Street Fighter. Like it's it's fighting the brilliant. streets. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's it's literally like the the cutscene from Street Fighter Two, like at the opening of the game oh, where it pans down. Yeah, and it's yeah. like they're punching in the street. Like it's that, and it's great. And I was like, oh my god, I can't wait for like all the options but there's a guy there's, there's like a hot dog vendor and he's like level like 15 or something like that i'm you fucking can, fighting that hot dog you can go vendor. and fight him and it's it's so funny there's a the, the best one there's a human statue you know there's like this the performance <laughs> artist so like, <laughs> he's like sitting down on a bench and he's he's like level 25 or some shit like he's like some ridiculous level I'm like oh he's gonna be fucking i want to come back for that prick um and so you go through you meet a couple more characters and you get introduced to um, how all that sort of those systems sort of work. There's also like customization in terms of the clothing and stuff that you can buy, and I think that has perks as well that gives you like you know a buffs and stuff. I don't know whether that carries over into any other areas. I, I would assume not, but like for this particular world tour mode, I think it gives you like different buffs and and bonuses for wearing different. So how, yeah. how do the like the everyday people you walk into and you fight with, what are their fighting styles like? Are they just randomized? Because obviously everyone in the Street Fighter roster has a unique fighting style, or are they it's, all just carbon copies but with higher damage? I would say there's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B in this situation because the idea of this world tour mode is that you have this creative character, and then you so you start off with Luke, and then at the end of where the demo ends off, it. The, ba- the game's basically sending you off to go see, find Chun-Li. And so you can go and train with her, and then the idea is that you train with these legends, and you adopt their fighting style. And you can switch between them, and, like, 
customize your character and have like different moves from different characters. So I'm assuming that they sort of randomize a little bit with depending on the style. It's like, this is a lighter character. So we're going to draw from the lighter character pools, or this is a heavier character. We're going to draw from the heavier character pools and maybe randomize a little bit. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I assume that that's how they would do it. This, this, this whole thing where you go and, you know, learn the other characters attacks does remind me of uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, which is a similar thing where it's like, make your own character and then go and learn how to, fucking murder people from freezer which is you know why not yeah i mean it's, it's can't cool. wait for like to because obviously i think it's in the first season dlc i hope i hope they add the dlc characters into the world tour mode because mm. then you can just go hang out with everyone's favorite friend akuma oh, fuck yeah <laughs> who looks I genuinely want... terrifying if you're like walking yeah. the streets and fighting people it needs to have like a division style dark zone oh where you can God. go in there and fight people online and just like but like out in the streets well, I, I, yeah, I don't know how it works, but I think you can, like, it's there and it says it's, like, offline, but you've got access to the Battle Hub from Metro City. You can walk up to there and go in and, and, and I guess, launch the Battle Hub Did you have a area. chance to... Because one of the things I'm really curious about, because I've shown, shown a couple of trailers, I'm not sure if it's really room for it in demo, is using your abilities to sort of traverse the environment at all. Not so much. Oh, not I'm, so much. There's a there's a they've been in the, one of the trailers I show where they the character does, the avatar does like Chun Li's like upside down helicopter kick, yeah, like across a gap. I'm like that. That's yeah, sick. that is. I'm I'm listening. It's yeah. So I I don't know if they they might be like context sensitive okay. mo- areas. Um, I didn't really encounter that. But then again, Metro City is pretty much just like it is like a hub. It seems thing. like hopefully it's just a playground. That's all I want it to be. You know what? Yeah. It, the the best comparison you've kind of painted in my brain is Burnout Paradise, because they've done of. away they've done away with the yeah. menus and stuff. The whole map became a racetrack. You could go around, yeah. and you could race whoever you wanted. Basically, it has the same vibe. Being would, a game that tip a genre that typically isn't in an open world setting, putting in there and they've just been like everything's a fight if you make like yeah my modern life, everything's like, a fight on. if you make it. You know what? Fuck it. Fight everyone. Yeah, Fight exactly. Everyone. Um, no, it, it, to me, I, the, the comparison I would draw for that aspect of it, just what I've seen of uh, Metro City, it feels like the, the Incopolis from Splatoon. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's so you've got access to those like online areas and things like that and like clothing shops and stuff like that, but... Then yeah, but with the added bonuses, you can fight people in the street. That's great. Um, I also do want to say I do. I really appreciate that Capcom is. So, regardless of what you think of how they're actually doing it, like Mortal Kombat was like you know the peak of like fighting, like story modes, injustice and as well. Like I guess oh, injustice sort of. Well, no, because the Mortal Kombat games have always had it. Yeah, true. Injustice also had it as well, obviously, because mm. it's by the same team. Yeah. But like Capcom could have just sort of copied that idea they sort of did for Street Fighter V after launch and it was a flop. Yeah. Uh, they could have probably done it from scratch here, but I do appreciate they've sort of done their own spin yeah. on the story mode, like, you know, career, whatever. And I think, I uh, I find this more, to me personally, more appealing and more approachable. Well, it plays into the strength of it being a game. Exactly. Mortal Kombat is like, you're watching cutscenes and you're like, it's cool, mm-hmm. but it's nice that in this one you'll be actually exploring a world. And, yeah. And yeah. like, hunting down these legends and like yeah, yeah I, I it seems like the game's gonna take you to different areas and different locations around the world as well which is i guess world tour but um the thing i really want to bring it home with that i sort of took away from this world tour like demo is that 
all this story stuff that they're doing, especially once you get out into the open world, feels very Yakuza. Yay. Like, it feels, from the way that the text is presented in, like, the, the dialogue boxes down the bottom of the screen, to the looping music that plays during these, like, quote-unquote cutscenes, but they're not really cutscenes because the character isn't really talking, or they'll say the first line of whatever they're saying. And then just the absurdity of some of the things that you're doing, and, like, even just the general comedy. of There's some stuff that happens that's, like, that's so dumb, and it, but it's so endearing. It reminded me so much of Yakuza, and that got me even more excited just, to play through this. I just want Kazuma Kiryu in a fighting game. Oh, fucking man. Why has he not at least been in Tekken? Right? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so good, Tekken. It was so good. But yeah, anyway, that's a different discussion. But yeah, I, that angle really does appeal to me as someone who has enjoyed the three Yakuza games, four <laughs> Yakuza games I played. Yeah, yeah I'm, on, I'm on two. So, um, but yeah, it's... Yeah, that was... The, I, I had the thought, I was like, oh my God, they're doing Street Fighter, but Yakuza. And I am very much into this. Um, I don't know what the length of this is going to be like. I don't know if it's going to be like a, you know... I, I'm hoping it's like, I don't know, 12 hours? I think that would be a good 15 length. hours? Like, I hope it's meaty enough for you to think, like, to get in there and, and play around with some things. And I also think it's a, a really good way to sort of learn which characters you like without having to just, like, go through one by one and just pick them and go, all right, cool, I'm going to play a match with this. No, I didn't really click with them. But having to, like, sort of learn from these masters and learn how they do their thing and... I don't know. I'm very excited for Street Fighter 6, and I'm even more so now after I played this demo. It's just over a month away. Yeah. Very excited. Same week as Diablo. It's going to be a brutal week to be me. Yep. <laughs> yep. At least Street Fighter you can just dip into it, in and out of, which will be fun. Also, like, around the launch of a new Destiny season. Fuck. <laughs> um, oh, man, I'm so far behind. Um I, I I can't remember. Is there anything else that anyone had? No, it's pretty much all I've got for the the gaming adventures this week. I think mm. I'm I'm pretty good as well. I think our quest log is cleared up. I think so. With our quest log out of the way, I think we're going to check over into the bonus round. Bonus round. The bonus round is the whatever the heck we want to do and talk about segment of the show. Um, where, yeah, I mean, that, that's generally how we explain it's, it it's every our, week. It's our jack-of-all-trades segment where it's just like, there's no point dope. It's, this is not a dope or nope. Yeah. It's not a quest log. Or if it's like one story that we want to sort of talk about, in, which in this case is this week. Um, uh, so, I mean, if you've, if you've been living under a rock, maybe you've got an excuse for not knowing about if you've been living uh, under a rock and miss this news, I envy you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. But I mean, the the general the general setup to this of uh, like Microsoft trying to acquire Activision Blizzard, um, and just all of the world saying no, uh, or like being slightly opposed to it. But we actually had someone say like the entire UK said no yeah. this week, basically, um, and shut them down uh, at this stage. Obviously, Microsoft are going to appeal it because, of course, they are. Because they have so much money. Why exactly. not? Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just we just bring that out to the table and see what everyone's. Just a vibe check on that one. Yeah, like, I, I, I guess like, like even though I'm not going to go into the, the really nitty gritty of the deal because uh, I think someone posted the uh, a tweet where it's like, hey, if you want some weekend reading, here's like the full like 400 page document. Oh I was my like, God. uh 
no, thank you. I, no. I'm not that into the idea. No. But it just, it feels impossible to ignore because this has sort of been a, a fucking odyssey that the industry's been following and just watching it get weirder as Sony gets increasingly petty about the whole thing. Yeah. Mm. In really strange ways. Well, so the, the whole like, acquisition race heated up a few years ago and yes. both Sony and Microsoft started acquiring everyone mm-hmm. and everyone thought like, oh, this will be blocked. It didn't. This will be blocked. It didn't. This is the first one to have a big blockage occur. That's true. Now, there, I, I was reading through... There have been 3 million different documents re- reviewed. I don't know why it God. took that many. Uh, I don't know what they were trying to find. And yes, Sony's being super petty about it. It looks like it all boils down to cloud gaming and the future of cloud gaming and what they perceive to be Microsoft blocking the development of that and therefore blocking out gamers from having... Yada, you can give the shit. It doesn't it, matter. Like, It's, it's not- also... Yeah, it also feels like uh, I think someone, I think Brennan, uh, of uh, your housemate Brennan, mentioned something about it being um, not necessarily the cloud gaming thing. It's also to do with like the pricing behind Game Pass and PlayStation Plus, uh, and like weighing up whether or not that's financially a good strategy or something like that as well. Uh, there are a lot of factors to this that. It, make it sort of a little bit of a sticky it's situation overtly but... complicated it, it's like it gaming stuff is good gaming business stuff is bad gaming business stuff that involves Bobby Kotick in any sort of way is awful I don't give a shit about this I hope I... hey he falls into the sea I saw at least one good joke right okay and that joke is this is the only time that you can say that Bobby Kotick is appealing okay <laughs> I was like, Holy there you go. Shit, that's that's, shit. that's the one good joke. Uh, move along. Oh, it's been a lo- it's been a fairly long week. That took a couple of seconds to sink in. That's, that's very very good. <laughs> that's very good. I, what I want to say is, I saw someone mention this, and it's one of those things where it's like in the back of my mind, I've been aware of it, but it is funny to watch Sony fighting so hard, like so bitterly against this, and then everyone's being like, "Hey, uh, Sony, how's that?" Um, that anime monopoly you got going on there. Yeah. Like you yeah. guys, you kind of own anime? That's not a bit weird, is it? Mm-hmm. You seem like that's fine. The hypocrisy it, from both companies is, is just like, yeah. that's that's one of the reasons I haven't bothered paying attention to it at all. It's miserable. Um, this is actually one of the, the stories that, so over the story of my podcast, we used to just cover video games. And it got to the point point where every week I was looking at video game news and I was just getting angry at it because I was like this is nothing <laughs> why should I care about this and this was one of the stories that broke me and I'm like no we're doing movies and TV shows as well I don't give a fuck about this anymore yeah it's it just these companies like having this dick measuring contest it does confuse me that these two like American based companies can be blocked by a UK or European co- I don't know how it all works I don't want to know how it all works. Yeah, that's... To me, personally, I think Microsoft should probably focus on making some first-party games. Call me crazy, but Redfall what? doesn't look going to be it? great. Like $69 billion Hells. or something? You could probably found some some first-party studios with that. Yep. Like, I mean, fund some games. Look, Redfall, tried- Redfall doesn't look like it's going to be the big hit they want it to be. Starfield is still very much an unknown quantity, but yep. it's a Bethesda game, so... Who would fall flat on its ass? It's and a, then yeah. what? But hey, hey, guys, guys, Fallout Five 
is coming. I saw a headline that there was someone that was like, and it wasn't from one of those ridiculous, it was from a reputable source. Like It was like, no, but uh, fucking Bethesda wants to, want you to know that Fallout 5 is coming. I'm like, stop this. I don't. Fucking stop this. <laughs> you did it with Elder Scrolls fucking 6. What are you doing? What We know it's coming. You well, don't need to fucking say it. Like, And then have a game being like, where's Fallout 5? And it's like, Shut the fuck up! There's like, a trailer for a game that dropped this week that we'll probably just have briefly mentioned towards the end. But um, Armored Core was announced December last year. Yeah, yeah it comes yeah. out August. It's yep. been great. People have been hyped, and it's also really, really good because look, and we'll get to the trailer in a moment. We've seen the trailer, and I'm hyped about it. And I, it's not gonna, it's not gonna sit around long enough to be torn apart in a negative way. Yeah, and, but when you get games that, that sit in this stagnant pool of their own trailers and announcements, then you look past the hype, you look past their own excitement, and you look mm-hmm. for reasons to not like it, and the internet eventually tears it apart. It happens with so many games, just on a long enough time scale, the public perception, it just, it, it, it's torched. So yeah. I think Fallout 5 announced way too early. Elder Scrolls 6 or 7 or 12 or whatever the fuck it's going to be, way too early, and that was, that was... To prevent the backlash from Fallout seventy six, this is the funny bad spot. This is the funny thing, though. You 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 brought up the idea of that that Pfizer Rubicon trailer, and it, it was announced at the end of last year, and it's coming out August this year. That was what Bethesda were doing for a while there. Fallout four was they did that one time. They did it, it I think, great. twice. They did it with something else as well. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was. It and was, you know why I took off annual leave for Fallout fucking four? Because I didn't what? have enough time to sit down and realize what sort of garbage they were releasing. God, yeah. that, game, that game was such a yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, like a Todd like you Howard, before, enemy of the show, enemy of the show, <laughs> enemy of the state. Yeah, you know what? Um, I, I won't say no to that. That's fine. Um, yeah, let's talk about uh, let's talk about a trailer that we watched this week. Like yesterday, last night, I think I watched it like half an hour ago. About I seven times today. <laughs> it's very good. Um, everyone's favorite developers from software, friend of the show, friend, friend of, of the, the show, show. lovers of the show. of the show, lovers of the show, definitely. Yeah, yeah. companions of the show. No, no lovers. <laughs> okay, sexual right, partners, sure. sexual yeah. partners of yeah. the show from software, intimate no. friendship of the show, fuck buddies of the show. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Just love From Software. Uh, yeah, we love From Software here. Uh, and uh, I, I know, Jesse, you've got some experience with, with Armored Core. Karen, you've you've dipped into Armored Core ever so slightly and, and have bounced out. I bounced out on Armored Core pretty consistently. Um, I, I've never touched Armored Core whatsoever, but I've got to say, this trailer looks fucking good. It sounds good too, because it's got really good music in it. Oh, um, the soundtrack looks, it sounds dope. Yeah, although I will, Jesse, you'll appreciate this. I do struggle every time I hear Fires of Rubicon because then I start singing Crossing the Rubicon by Enter Shikari. Enter Shikari, same here. Yeah, that's um, every time I hear the name, I'm like, oh, I God. start humming that or, and my God, this is going to be a weird cut. <laughs> there are these two old, I think old men in England are called geezers. These two yep. old geezers, two old blokes right. who do like drill rapping and they became like a bit of a social media phenomenon. Okay. And they have a song, and one of them talks about Rubicon. And I think it's like a drink over there. 
so whenever I hear it, he talks about Rubicon Mango or something like that. Okay. And whenever I hear the name, I hear this old man rapping. Um, Look, that's guys, a, it's been a big week. That's a deep <laughs> cut. Um, but yeah, I, I man, the, 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 again, a vibe check on uh, Pfizer Rubicon. I'm course six. Jesse, what do you feel? So, I think a lot of people have. So I, I've been hyping up Armored Core game for a little for a little bit, um, and I don't want the perception to be that I know anything about Armored Core games. I don't. My history with the franchise has been um, back when Video Easy was a thing. I rented Armored Core what, two, three. I don't know what it was, and I reborrowed it over and over again. And it's one of those games I usually actually skip away from some of the deeper mechanics and crafting systems um in games i just don't like numbers at all if i'm going to crunch numbers i'm probably going to be paid to do it at work i don't want to do it when i play games but with this i don't know something clicked in my brain when i was playing it and i started doing writing all the numbers in my head and you know if i get this it'll plus out this and yada yada played it completely differently to to any way i'd played a game up to that point and really to an extent since i just don't play games like that but I remember getting it, it, it claws into me. I'm hoping that Armored Core, Father Rubicon, does the same. From Software have, have they are a different company now. Like, yeah. They have gone from, they, 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 they are just like platinum. They can't be touched. Yeah, to me, yeah. it, for me personally, they're on the same level as like a naughty dog. They are just yeah. the mm-hmm. best in their field. They are, they are doing it on a different level to everyone else. The lessons they have learned along the way, playing, making you know Souls games and and Elden Ring, if they can bring a modicum of that to uh, Armored Core, I think I'm going to be the, the, very, 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 very horny, happy. Sorry. Oh yeah, happy. I think the, <laughs> I think the exciting thing is that from software, like you said, have been sort of evolving and and, and taking things on board, and they've been doing a really good job about making their games more slightly more accessible without like sacrificing their original vision. And that's the thing I'm hoping carries over into this game is I'm hoping it's like more approachable, but still have that get into the weeds, crunch the numbers, really drill down into how you want to like kit out your mech. Um, But man, there's some cool shit in this trailer. There's a, there's a fucking mech jumping through the air with like a like a mace on a chain. It looks this is like fucking a ball awesome. mech, and it opens it's, up and it fires oh, missiles and becomes a ball again. What are you doing? So good. It's so fucking good. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'm definitely gonna check this out for sure. Even though it scares me slightly. I but. mean, I think they have been pretty cool. Miyazaki said in the part, like this is don't consider, don't think of this like a Dark Souls game. This no, is, this no. isn't gonna be like that. Of course. Although not. it is worth remembering that the director of this game is. Uh, Masuro Yamamura, who was the lead designer on Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Oh, shit. So that that oh, has an okay. infamy. No, no, no. It's not honoring it. It's not honoring It's Sekiro, though. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's sick. Sekiro. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Sekiro with mechs. Okay. All right. The vibe I so, got from it. So everything, everything I said about them like being more approachable and making things a little bit more accessible for people is like, yeah, the window. Okay. Now, again, I, I, I don't want to read I'm too much s- into that, but I tell you what, I fucking love Sekiro so that I will give this game a shot for that of, reason alone even though I bounce off Armored Core nearly every time of the of the From Software games that I've played Dark Souls 2 aside it is 
Sekiro is the one I bounced off. Sekiro will not meet you halfway. It's that's the thing. I was like, I don't, I can't. I think I started playing it just after like my son was born. And I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't have the brain capacity to fucking do this right now. I cannot deal with it. Can someone mod this to have Zoids in it? Oh my <laughs> all god! I'm asking. Not even asking. I'm demanding it. Um, no, I think the way I'm going to play this game is I was saying pre-show that I got. When I watched the trailer and it's got, you know, these big mechs and this whole, like, military, all this, like, military jargon, but also a lot of philosophical ideas and, you know, high-level mm-hmm. thinking and stuff, um, or what's trying to come off as high-level thinking, it's made me really want another Metal Gear Solid game. So yeah. I am just going to make, like, Rex. I'm just going to make Metal Gear right. game if I can. Yep. I'll make, I want to make the fucking, what are the, the geckos? Make the Solanthropus from Metal Solid that's, 5. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one I was <laughs> oh, What is the of. tank in the Snake Eater called? It's my favorite one. I've completely blanked its name. Oh, God. Tanky, dr- tanky Drill Hands. <laughs> I have it behind me on my shelf. <laughs> Amazing. Tanky Drill Hands. Tanky Drill Hands. I'm, I'm going with Tanky Drill Hands. I'm, tanky uh, drill that's hands. canon now. That's absolutely canon. I'm actually gutted that I forgot its name. Kyron's, Kyron's fact-checking as well now. Here we go. I have to look it up. I need to know now. Uh, here we go. Just, it's going to be harder to find yeah, than well, you. While you finding that, I'll give you the story of me finding that figure. Because actually, when I first okay. went to Japan, I really, really wanted it. Because it's definitely my favorite Metal Gear. Um, I went to every place in Akihabara, like all the all the different like book-offs and stuff like that, to yep. find it. And I couldn't. I just couldn't find it anywhere. My last day in Tokyo, I went to a place called Nakano Broadway. Which is yes. a super like if you go to Japan you have to go to not go to Broadway. Yeah, I was in a, ran- a shop called Mandrake. It's split into seven different sections, and each Mandrake has a different sort of vibe to it. Like one of them's like really like 60s, 70s, got like Beatles memorabilia and stuff like that. Yeah, I went to one and it was in a box behind me. And if you look at the box, you can't tell what it is because it's meant yeah. to have these old like Russian looking like ration box almost and i yep. just looked at it and then i'm like wait grabbed it bought it like 40 bucks best oh, i was oh, so happy uh, one of the two figurines that i bought when i was in japan i bought my um uh persona 4 dancing all night risei figurine from there because i saw it and i was like <gasps> and it was really it was like 35 bucks i'm like yep i'm buying that uh yeah yeah, Nakano Broadway is fucking so good, awesome, so underrated. It, absolutely, yeah. I remember doing some research. And it was we had like a spare day where we didn't have much planned, and I was like, "Let's go check this place out." And we just spent all day there. It was great. Simon to go to Japan and VR, and this is like the place I'm like shaking him to go. Yes, he yeah, of all 100%. people, he'll lose he'll lose his mind there. Yep, and his wallet. It took way longer than I than it should have, but I think I found it. It was was it it was for Shagohard, right? Shagohard, yep. Yeah, sugar hunt. God, ah. that took way too long. Disappointing. Uh, speaking of way too long, I think this episode's gone <laughs> way too long. Joel uh, is Joel is he's had enough. He's had it. He's too cool for the show. I now. saw I saw it. Yeah, I'm like, gonna get ready for my set tomorrow, man. Like gotta, No. I saw a fucking I saw a, a segue and I took it. So That's fair. Yeah, Karen. I respect you for doing it. Someone someone had to do it, otherwise we'd keep talking about how much we love Metal Gear Solid. Yes. Yeah. Please let the remake rumors be true. Yeah, please, 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 please. Just give Blue Point like MGS like one through four. Yep. 
and chuck in Peace Walker as well, and we'll be good. Yep. Just um, do, do all those guys. Yeah, actually, yeah, definitely Peace Walker. Peace Walker's play that. good. Uh, cool. Well, in that case, I'll do the outro. Yes, please. I'll take this home. Joel can take himself home, and Jesse, you're already at home, so it's fine. Everyone, Done. everyone wins. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate you lending your ears so we can just rant at you about stuff that we love and maybe some stuff we don't love, you know? There's room for both. Uh, if you want to keep up with us, you can find us on Twitter where we tweet from the at StoryModeOz account. That's StoryModeAUS. And of course, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, chuck us a thumbs up, some stars, share us around. We love it. It helps. And we'd be so thankful if you did. Uh, if not, fine. Enemy of the show. You know? It's okay. Yep. <laughs> to each their I'll own. Fight your <laughs> Street Fighter style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Square. Let's go. Yeah, square. I look at the level of your head. Zero. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait for packs this year. Gonna need at least like, I need. I'm gonna need a group of cosplayers to be doing that. To be like street fighters, just fighting. Oh yeah, <laughs> fighting on the streets. Fuck yeah. Not actually fighting, obviously. That's that would be an issue. And if you but, see yeah. us at PAX Australia 2023, feel free to fight us. Yeah, <laughs> Press please come fight us. <laughs> fight us in the streets. Uh, as for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter where I'm at LemonManX. Where I again, because I'm still living in the dangerous world of like. Tears of Kingdom, Tears of the Kingdom's previews. I'm not very active on Twitter right now. Fair enough. So, the last thing I retweeted got two things. An incredibly, if you want to feel really sad about the state of the world, it's a credible article, an editorial from David Milner. It's very, very uh, good. Which is just like, what is the point of Prime Minister um, Anthony Albanese? Like, you know. Yep. I know this isn't a political show, but we're Australians, and I read that, and I was like, Ugh, okay. But on the opposite side of that, I did retweet someone else who was just like doing one of those quote tweet things where it's like what is your favorite celebrity interaction and it was of course the uh dominic monaghan and elijah wood so good when will you wear wigs bit <laughs> and that will always make me laugh and that it fixed me after reading the uh anthony albanese piece that healed me uh where can i find you joel uh you can find me at jolly mac where i'm just gonna like the last one of the last things i tweeted about was uh finishing up watching auntie donna's coffee cafe on abc it's so good i have you Oh my god! I'm halfway through it. I oh just, my god! Too much stuff to watch and play it's... and listen to and do and I know, I know. To touch and yeah, it's very <laughs> true. But like, God, it's good. Like, I just it's so fucking good. There's so many great Australian comedians in it as well. Um, it it is a phenomenal show. Um, especially so, if you like Auntie Donna. It's so unapologetically Melbourne as well. Like there <laughs> yes. are references. Oh my that god! You will only get. If not if you have to live in the northern suburbs of Melbourne like I do, like when they mention Northland, I'm like, yep, what is happening right now? Yep, yep. It's like in um, Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun where they mention um, Aquila shoes, and I fucking died. Like it's so funny. Like it, it, it is such a deep cut. Like I was like, yep, I know exactly what they're talking about there, but like. That is like a very small percentage of that audience, I feel, that would get that joke. It's so dumb. But yeah, Andy Donna's Coffee Cafe. Watch it now on ABC iView if you're in Australia. Yep. If you're not, VPN or maybe Pirate. Or yep. move. But, or move. Yeah. Come over here. We haven't got a great Prime Minister, but you know. That's We've got Andy Donna. Better than the <laughs> last, do. but. Better than the last. Lifty game, buddy. Low bar to clear. Low bar to clear. Low bar to clear. Uh, yeah. Cleared it. <laughs> Where can they find you, Jesse? I'm at Jesse Spanner. Uh, what have I been doing lately? I think I've just mainly been dunking on transphobes. Because yeah, becoming fuck really yeah. e- fuck yeah. with the whole new like blue check thing and just like the Venn diagram of 
blue check mark people and yeah. transphobes is is more than you'd want. I'm not going to say that everyone with a blue check is a transphobe because of course that's not the case, but a lot of them are. Um, and it yep. just I've just been following people getting dunked on and. One of them thought that Fat Mac from Always Sunny proved that. Um, oh shit! Who, who plays who plays Mac? Um, oh, Rob McElhenney. Rob McElhenney uh, yeah. is is trans and stuff like that. It's, it's the most bonkers shit I've ever seen. They just yeah, they can't be helped. one one of them I saw was Henry Cavill is trans. You can tell by the eyes. Because of how deep they are, I was like, "No, you're just turned on by his eyes. He's a beautiful man. You can say yeah. that you're attracted yeah, you to him. Just say it out loud. It's fine. I'm only attracted to him because hot. he must be a woman. He's a beautiful man, and he he loves being a fucking nerd. He's a nerd. Yeah. Welcome on the show. He sees him playing Warhammer. He's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, what an absolute legend. Friend of the show. Friend of the yeah, show. Friend of the show. Little known fact: he's actually part of Story Mode. Um, yeah, he. We get him to mix the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, you, I'm, he looks great. DL, though. He looks great, no doubt. But it, it is an audio medium. And he just doesn't have the uh, the charm. It's, the yeah. charm when we when we when we out, when, when you shout out to it, like kill and cut that, you're actually referring to Henry Cavill. So that's actually what I call Henry him. Cavill. That's actually what yeah, exactly. it's, it's, it's a yeah. joke. It's a joke. Um, I would explain to you guys, but you know, we have a certain uh, bond friendship. Um, <laughs> I look into his feminine eyes, and I'm just. Like, <laughs> I'm deeply confused. I'm deeply confused. <laughs> That's for you, Keelan. Henry. Oh. Careful. Well. <laughs> Keelan note, Simpson, I'm... the witcher himself. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you for that. Yes. Uh, I'm going to let that wonderful outro see us out, and we'll catch you all next time. Bye. Bye. Options podcast.